Hello, gatherers. This show is brought to you by ComicWow.com. If you love comics, check out ComicWow.com, your media hub devoted to comics, the comic industry, and the pop culture that surrounds it. Now, on with the show. Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me a time or two on The Gathering, on many a spot, and just whatever shows you've had the pleasure of listening to. This is coming to you guys straight from Kamikaze Weekend. And we have been doing so many darn interviews, guys. We got some uh, fun ones that we've done today with DJ Kirkbright and Doug. We have also done a uh, bunch of them. Gabe Carrasco and Kevin and Victor from Man vs. Oh, Rock. yes. Those guys were just wonderful. You guys are going to definitely have fun listening to that one, guys. Absolutely. And just a disclaimer, there is a lot, a lot of crude, crude jokes. Yeah. And it's, I, a, very, it's a very, very crude interview at the that's end. That's one thing that we know you listeners have kind of appreciated on Indie Comics is that it's not a whole lot of salty language. But on this one, we kind of felt it was necessary and it was kind of fun. It, it, fun it, it was really fun. It's a fun interview and it gets you a little bit of to understand kind of what kind of humor Man vs. Rocket. So at the end of the episode, we will also do another disclaimer before the interview. It's going to be a little crazy. It's going to be a little salty. So but who's, those, up, who's up first, Jeff? Uh, we will definitely be doing DJ Kirkbride and uh, Doug. And you know, guys know DJ Kirkbride is the one who has done Amelia Cole. He has done The Bigger Bang. And these are a lot of creator-owned um, titles that he has done through Dark Horse Publications. Yep. And Amelia Cole is easily one of my favorite comic books. Right? Oh, I mean, you got the other volume just yesterday, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. And he had a new one just come out, too. Oh, yes, yes. A little I mean, behind, but I'm going to I'm gonna. You're a little up. behind, especially because of the stuff that he's been talking about, especially with his penultimate chapter that he's talking about. I mean, yep. that got us really enticed yesterday, the stuff that he was talking about. I mean, he really has a good end goal in mind for what's coming with Amelia, guys. Exactly. So if any of you are following this book, it is definitely the time to catch on to it now. Definitely the time to be reading into it and just understanding what this strong female character is all about. And DJ just hits it home every single time with every single issue that he's done. Absolutely, and Doug's great too. He has that. He has this comic that's basically like a Gumby-like comic, and it's up and coming. Yeah, he it's, said it's like it's his a love nice story. Little paper thing. He said it's like his love story to Gumby or something like that. I believe. Absolutely. And I just I was looking at the art, and I'm just tickled being. I'm thinking. We have not had Gumby-type stuff in who knows how many years. His art, and it, it reminds me of Jeffrey Brown a little bit. Yes, yes. I was great. thinking that off the top of my head. It's like, dude, that looks like Jeffrey Brown to me. Absolutely, it's great, and I'm really, I'm really hoping for, for for good things out of this guy. This guy's very down to earth, very approachable, and very humble at the at the same time. So it seems like he really wants this to get out. And the fact that you know he started in web comics with this, and that much of his characters that he did was with DJ himself. They were developing. <laughs> it essentially came out of a conversation one day between the two of them. They were talking about what su what superhero power would you want the most? Yeah, and that's where it all grew out of. Absolutely, and that's, and that's where we get these books from. I mean, it's just amazing. All righty, and here's the interview. Hello, guys. Once again, this is Jeff from Indie Comics with Jeff, and here we are with... DJ Kirkbride. Douglas Gautier. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Excellent. Well, so far, hey, let's have your first question as we get into it right now. How is your Kamikaze 2015 so far, gentlemen? Well, as for me personally, DJ Kirkbride, no, I, I, I enjoy it. I love the show. I come here every year, and every year it gets bigger and better. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. This How about is you? my second year. My first year, I was just hanging out at DJ's table. Just skulking around. Yeah. yeah. Lurking. So you're looking at it from a new perspective yes. now. Yes. Now I'm sitting saying. behind the table selling a thing that I Interesting. did. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And this is Tyler from Everything CEO. Tyler! From, yeah. <laughs> He's not so important. Trust me on this, guys. He's not really that important. This I'm is not Facebook radio. Hey, dude, this is my uh -oh. show. Okay. This is my show. Anyway, um, DJ, what is some of the most... Uh, 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 
most recent work that you've been working on? Can you give us a little schmeal of what you guys have been doing? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, um, I'm still co-writing Amelia Cole with Adam P. Nave and our artist Nick Brokenshire. And, and how's the uh, how's the progress going on that? How's it's, oh, it's going great. I mean, uh, Volume 4 just came out. Wonderful, um, wonderful. And we're working on the first chapter of Volume 5 right now. And what's that? Go- is there any kind of little thing you can hint to us with that particular story of what's going on there? Uh, I'll say the title of it... Spoilers if you haven't read any of the books. It's called Amelia Cole versus The End of Everything. Oh, my. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big book. It does sound. It it sounds like you're almost writing her penultimate chapter is what you're doing, dude. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything. I definitely read the first volume, and I can't want to keep reading, and I I want to buy it. I'm probably going to buy some tomorrow. Hey, you know what? I could probably give you a discount. Nah, you <laughs> Give you the guy that. putting I me on the show I love supporting discounts. indie comics. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's what that's what Indie Comics with Jeff is all about. We're we're the people that want to showcase you guys and show people out there that it's not about the big two all the time. That there are awesome people like yourself out there that are putting their blood, sweat, and tears into books that other people really need to check out, especially something like Amelia Cole. Ah, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. And you've had some other great works. One that I'm particularly just mystified by, even to this moment right now, is The Bigger Bang. Ah, yeah. Give us a little synopsis of The Bigger Bang and what the re- and what the listener who is not familiar with the book would expect from this particular book. Well, The Bigger Bang is a four-issue miniseries I wrote with uh, and co-created with an artist named Vasily Gogsilis. Basically, The Big Bang created all life as we know it. The Bigger Bang obliterated our universe and created one super cosmic space god. And it's about his travels through the multiverse, trying to atone for the sins of his birth. It's got talking space whales, Cthulhu kings, three-eyed warrior ladies. It's bonkers. Bonkers is probably putting it lightly, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it's like the most ridiculous ideas I could think of, coupled with Vasily's really amazing and kind of beautifully out-of-control art. So it's, it's a fun book. It looks very dramatic and like kind of like a space opera. Or like what what kind of tone does it have? No, actually, space opera is what I call it. It's uh, when I, I when I write it, like I'm reading it, like like the the captions are read like this. You are know, you like are, you, are you putting on the Spock Zarathustra while you're doing that? Dun, 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 dun. That's in my head right now. Oh wait, you just did that. Wait, so on this one, what's an influence? Because I, I'm kind of getting like a not not. not uh, Directly, but it kind of it seems like uh, Scott Speed, uh, uh, Zot from Scott Speedman. I can't remember. Oh, interesting. I've never thought that, but I love Zot. Maybe. You know, like I probably. Know. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, maybe like uh, I'm sure subconsciously, maybe Zot's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but I never. Scott McCloud. Why did I say, yeah. what did I say? Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I heard Scott McCloud. I heard Scott McCloud too, dude. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, good. In, in my brain's ear. It's like mind's eye. That's what I'm listening yeah. to in my mind's eye. That is what I heard. <laughs> sleep, depriva- sleep deprivation is just the fun, the funnest. Yeah, it makes things nice and loopy. <laughs> now, of the stuff you've been working on up to this point, what would you consider really to be your magnum opus? Uh, as far as your works go, what would be your real opus, you think? Well, so far it is definitely Amelia Cole because it's my first uh, ongoing. Everything else has been a miniseries, uh-huh. so we've done 24 issues so far. So to be able to delve that much into uh, one character and her worlds and, you know what I mean, to develop like that. Definitely. Is the thing, it's the thing I'm kind of the closest to. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Now, do you have the end game plan for Amelia Cole? You were talking about how you have plans, but... Oh. I just, looked, have... I just looked at Doug like, oh, boy. And Doug's <laughs> oh, like, I saw, I saw your eyes look. looking toward him. So it seems like you do have the end game in mind. Yeah, sir. we definitely, like, issue one has been leading up to something that's going to be, you know, a possible end game. But 
you know, I think I would like personally to be able to come back to Amelia throughout my life. You know, well, that's I, good. I, yeah, I feel like it's a character that has longevity. So, but definitely something is coming full circle. Then I guess we can kind of say there's some big what? stuff coming in Volume Five. Okay. Interesting. I need to start reading these comics. Like, I, I've reread the first, like the my first volume, like three times. What? I've I've given I've given it to you. I've yes. given it. I think I've given it to three people. <laughs> So on one of Thank our shows, you. The Gathering, we have a pick of the week, and uh -huh. I, I I think I picked it twice already so far. I love that comic. <laughs> Thank I you really, so really much. Do. Yeah, no, I I love I co-write with Adam, who I also co-wrote a co-wrote a book called Never Ending with, and our artist Nick. Like we should have the best time making the book. So that means a lot. That's just wonderful. That's just wonderful. As far as your writing inspirations, um, if you had to think about your particular style, about how you write and your process. Who or what do you think are your great inspirations when you're do when you're doing your writing? I mean, who 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 are your muses essentially when you're doing that? I'm mostly Douglas Gautier. I just think like, <laughs> how can I write something that he will only hate slightly? <laughs> no, I um, I'm a I'm that's a tough. Uh, let me think here. My my brain's skipping around now. Um, I'm blanking. I love Mark Wade. He writes some of my favorite oh, comics. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Old uh, Chris Claremont on Kenny X Men. Oh. That's what I grew up on. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too, for that matter. So you know, we are brethren oh. right there, dude. And Doug just reminded me of my all-time favorite creator. Yeah, Michael Allred. Oh, Michael <laughs> Doug just, Allred. Doug just pointed to a quote uh, for Michael Allred on the Bigger from, Bang One. We need to hear from Doug now. Okay, Doug. <laughs> yes, Hello. Doug. We did, we haven't I'm forgot Doug. about you, dude. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good, Thank good. You. And uh, tell us about this uh, particular thing right here, Strawberry Belly Beer. Yes, give, us, this, give, us a, give us a little synopsis of what someone can expect so out of this This is my thing. comic zine. It's called Strawberry Belly Beard. It started off as like a little uh, stop motion video that okay. I did. Um, I grew up on Gumby and, and all that kind of stuff. So sure. this is like my Gumby. Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there hadn't really been anything like that since Gumby. Yeah, now there's I shows agree. like Adventure Times kind of has a little bit of that sensibility and stuff. Sure. And there's shows now where there, it's kind of like that. But... Uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this. So it's about this bearded fellow who eats a strawberry, and then the strawberry turns out to be a real bossy little berry, and he lives inside the bearded guy's belly and has adventures with other creatures. Is there a way to somebody uh, to watch the stop motion uh, video? I mean, I think it's still on YouTube on my channel, which has been laying dormant. For, it's it's on there. Yeah, for yeah, a long time. PBJ it. Beard will, is my I will my definitely check name. it out. Yeah, it's super cute. It's really good. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, ju ju just the artwork alone, uh, oh, it just ma it just makes me tickle pink. <laughs> well, we just re we just returned from Art Baltazar interviewing him just now, oh, yeah. so we were just looking at him and his wonderful artwork. You know, I'm looking at this. It just tickles me pink, man. I love That's what you're great. doing with this. <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I I definitely love like the whole like it's. I don't know. I, I like being a kid. You know, I just like yeah. I just like all that stuff. Like Muppets, <laughs> like the Muppet, the new Muppet show just like holds me deal. I'm like, oh, finally, like, yes. And like this, is, yeah, it looks great. I like cool. it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Any other um, things we can expect from you in the future, with the with the exception of Strawberry Belly Beard? Are you um, working on other things? I have a web comic which I haven't oh, done anything with in a while. I love his this web is comic. This is kind of special because uh, it's called Trace Power Men. Trace and, Power. Uh, it's based on myself and and my good friend DJ here and oh, another hello. one of our friends Chad. Is that why you like it so much, DJ? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's the funniest thing to me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Wait, how do y'all know each other? Uh, we did time together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We worked at a, a place called Sony Pictures Image Works yes. together. Oh, is uh, that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That. Yeah. And Trace Powerman actually grew out of that. It's based on the three of us. Uh, where it's he's. <laughs> DJ's the smasher, I'm the puncher, and our friend Chad's the pusher man, and we, all, we each have the powers of smash, push, and punch. 
and uh, <laughs> unite. I think I think it happened as I asked. I think it was like Doug, what would your like double dragon, but like on <laughs> a whole new level. Yeah. I think I, one time I asked Doug, like, what would your superpower be? And you said punching. Yes. So and that was so, yeah, so weird out of that. and hilarious. <laughs> so a saga was born. And that's even, on your Tumblr. I haven't, I haven't even read this. I haven't, I've only heard it just now, and I'm already in love with this thing right here. <laughs> There's a theme song as well. The lyrics <laughs> are available on the theme song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys are writing the lyrics to this. Oh, they're oh, in. They've already Seriously. been written. <laughs> if I could remember them, I'd sing them. I think I still have the email somewhere, yeah. All right. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. All right. Well, here is the burning question then that all of our uh, listeners love to listen to. And it's for both of you guys. I've given you plenty of time to consider it. What does geekdom mean to you? Oh, and I will start with you, sir. Oh, no. Hey-o. Okay. Uh, I think geekdom, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, just loving a thing like so much that you want other people to love it as much as you, you know? You want to tell everybody, you know, about that thing. Um, and you get you take it personally when someone doesn't like it as much as you. That's what geekdom is to me. <laughs> Very fair answer. Very fair answer. And how about you, DJ? Oh, I don't want to follow that. No, actually, interestingly, that's kind of how I feel, too. You said it better than I would. You didn't uh, stumble over your words as much <laughs> as I would have. But, um, and I, I honestly, I, I feel like the word geek has a connotation that's not appropriate for most of comics anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, there's still, I mean, it's like we've, we own it now, but there's still like a slight insult to it. And I'm yeah, like, I mean, eh. it started off. Yeah, like, we're know, not geeks. Carnivals and stuff. We're a bunch of, yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't eat live chickens. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, exactly. but I do think it is, uh, like Doug said, it is about loving something. And like, I'm a comic geek. I'm a Superman geek. Um, there are friend, I have friends who are sports geeks, you know. Uh, my father-in-law is a car geek. You know, so it is about like just loving a thing and wanting other people to love it and coming to things like Kamikaze and sharing it. Yeah. Celebration. Victim exactly. is a celebration. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, and that's what we are doing down here in Kamikaze, guys. This is a geek celebration, and you heard it right <laughs> from the mouth here. And you guys have a great one now. Stay classy, y'all. Have a good con, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. And we are back, guys. Thank you very much for still sticking with us, even after all those wonderful interviews. We hope you enjoyed that interview. It was a lot of fun. They were. I mean, it's just been it's just been killer here at Kamikaze these last three days. Well, two days really, because you know we're still kind of waking up, and it's day number three right now. Oh but my gosh! If any if any indication for how it's been for the last two days, I think today is going to be even better. Absolutely, and you know we also have the continuation as well coming out. Exactly. Now coming to you guys right now, we are going to be interviewing Gabe, Gabe Carrasco from Aspen Comics, and he has just uh, come into his own with them, and it seems he's really coming up in the world. And hopefully a future guests on our show yes we really do hope so gabe so anytime you want to come on bro you just come on and here is gabe and once again this is jeff on behalf of mini comics with jeff we are here for the gathering and it is kamikaze we are here for the last day and we are interviewing some guys from aspen aspen comics here today starting with frank mastromaro and and gabe carrasco uh welcome guys how is everything going how's your con ben it's been great. Been great. Uh, yeah. It's been an awesome weekend so far. How about you? How about you, man? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, it's kind of it's very few amount of times I've been behind a booth and actually selling stuff for a publisher. So, ah, so it's, it's still at, fun. Looking at it from a from a news side perspective, then definitely, so, yeah. So to say, interesting, interesting. Now, um, how has Aspen been going for this 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 past year? How how have things been going for you guys with this? Any anything specifically you want to give it to us fans right now? For sure. Interview? Yeah, it's been a awesome year for us. 2015, we introduced. Two brand new properties that go along with our flagship books, Fathom and Soulfire. We okay. released the Fathom Blue and Eternal Soulfire, and both of those are still going on right now. And 
they've been doing great. We had a whole bunch of other new books, Cycle Bonkers with Vince, which was more of an all-ages book. And we introduced uh, a new coloring book this year that we uh, replicated from last year, which was fantastic. We are getting great, great responses from that. Did probably a dozen and a half conventions, so we were all over the place. It was it was a fun, crazy year for us. That's awesome. And one of the ones you mentioned was Cycle Bunkers, which is the thing that you're involved with. Yeah, yeah. Give, uh, give, give us a little rundown. Give us a little synopsis of what you what you can expect with that. Well, the main series of Cycle Bunkers is uh, it follows Shine, and she's a, a racer that goes through, and she has some like you know troubled past and everything. Um, it's, like I said, it's an all-ages book, but the thing that I was involved with directly is the coloring book for the Halloween Comic Fest. Uh-huh. Um, I came into the company while that was in the process of being completed, so all of the activities and everything, I had to go and create myself, make sure it was like kid-friendly, and I did all the uh, production, to, uh, the digital production design of it and everything, and it was, it was a lot of fun. It's really cool seeing my name in front of a comic book cover like for the first time ever. Like It's super flattering, and like... It's it's a dream come true. Is it really that, is. Is that, is that your true geek moment right now? It really is. Like I, like I'm like living the dream right now. Like, this is like the, the best job you ever. <laughs> you're, you're just eating this up, aren't you, Frank? You just no, that's no, cool. Because you know something something like this. That's what we're all here for, man. You yeah. know, we all aspire to have something like this in our lives, and it seems you really hit you hit you hit the the, the moment of your life so far. And hopefully, it's not the last one, right? Yeah, hopefully, I know, right? <laughs> hopefully not. No, I've been coming to cons since like probably 2009. Okay. So not not too not too. Uh, Recently, but not, not, like, recently, not too far but away. Not too, but, but not too new as well. Yeah, but I've been collecting comics since I was like 12. So go, I've, I've been trying to get into the industry. And I know it's like entertainment and it's in L.A., so that's everybody's dream pretty much. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> so actually go. getting in, my, like a step in here has just been amazing. Uh, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, considering that um, this is such a big con here, you know, we're in such a geek thing. We're a celebration of geek culture here. We want to ask one particular question everybody we have been asking here. Because, you know, we're the Grand Geek Gathering. We don't call us geeks for nothing here. We are a celebration of geek culture. Sure. We want to ask that one burning question to everybody who considers themselves one. What does geekdom mean to you? And we'll start with you, Frank, and then we'll move on to you to get your answers. Sure. What does does that mean to you? Honestly, it's pretty simple. To me, besides fun and excitement, it's opportunity. Because there's so many different things that people are passionate about. And geekdom encompasses all that. So here it's a celebration of if you love Game of Thrones, if you love Doctor Who, if you love comics, whatever you like, whatever you love, you have an opportunity to see it, to interact with it, to obtain it. It's awesome. I mean, the way the shows are now, uh, there's nothing you cannot find or experience when you go to a Comic-Con especially something like this here at Kamikaze Expo. So it's it's opportunity because, to me, it's given me a great life and a great opportunity. I've been in this business for close to 20 years now, so uh, it's great. And I, I think that would be the one word I would use would be it's the opportunity to explore what you love in however fashion you do it. And would you truly have it any other way, Frank? No, no not no. at all. Oh, unless, hold on. Uh, uh. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> unless I was like a... Playing running back on one of the NFL teams or something. Uh, which, <laughs> While doing this which, at the same time? Uh, yeah, I'd still love this stuff. But, yeah, probably if I would have stayed with football, uh, the, that probably might inch it out just a little bit. But the, this is still the top. This oh, is still the top. Well, that, that's exactly what we like <laughs> to hear. Yes. Opportunity, yes, just like exactly. you were saying. Opportunity. And that's yes. what we're all about. Yes. All right, Gabe, go right ahead. What For does me, geekdom mean to you? Geekdom means to me. So uh, Frank's more opportunity. I'm, I think I'm going to hook on to one part of it, the passion of it. Like, to me, being a geek, I guess, is being unapologetically enthusiastic about something, whether it's a franchise, a character, stories. Definitely. We're just a bunch of creators and enjoyers. Enjoyers, is that a word? Enjoyers of good storytelling. We are crafty good. new words here, people. Yeah. Enjoyers. I'm a regular Shakespeare, I know. There we go. Um, 
But yeah, and actually just like coming up and sharing that enthusiasm with other people. Because I mean, before it's like, it, was, it wasn't so socially acceptable back in the days, like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Reven now it's celebrated. Nerds, yes. Yeah, now it's celebrated. We have movies coming out. We have, it's, it's just so awesome to see like the characters that you grew up with on the page only. And then now there's like on the, on the big screen with like special effects and everything. And it's, it, it's something that you never would have thought would have happened because it was been so like taboo. To, to enjoy this kind of stuff. Like, I, I talk to my family nowadays, and they're like, oh, you do that kid stuff and everything. I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting paid for it. Like, people, ha adults make this stuff, you know what yes. I mean? And you come to cons like this, and you just see, it's it's the biggest gathering of people having the best time without any kind of, like, drugs or alcohol involved. It's just, like, <laughs> genuine, like, passion and good times. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Comics well, are my alcohol, <laughs> dude. Come on. <laughs> that, is, that, that is my fix, dude. So I don't I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is, this, is, this is my drugs and alcohol over here, man. This is my marijuana because marijuana is a drug. Drugs are bad. Well, so you're, you're doing it right. You're doing, yeah, you're it, right. doing it right. You're doing then, it right. You're doing it the right way. You're yeah. getting a natural high. You're yes. not getting something that's yes. just stimulated by artificial means. Exactly. And that's exactly and, and what, destroying your body. Exactly. I mean, if anybody's been destroying their their body through comics or something, you're doing something wrong. Is basically yeah. <laughs> you're not taking in comics the right way. You're not taking in comics the right way, <laughs> or you're you're missing the message entirely. And that is exactly what we're all about, folks. We're about people that love the passion. That is what these guys are. They're passionate about what they love, just as we are in the Grand Geek Gathering here. And you guys have heard it straight from Aspen Comics here. It was a pleasure to have you, Frank. It was a pleasure to have you on Gabe. As well. And Thank you. That's what we are. And we are back. Here's Jeff again, and Tyler's still with me. How you holding up, buddy? I'm doing good. I got my uh, Starbucks cold brew with me. Cold brew, man. Really? You're supposed to have <laughs> hot coffee in the morning, dude. Hot yeah, coffee. Yeah, but this stuff, man, will wake you up. Oh, I'm sure it will, dude. I'm sure it will. You know what else will wake you up? Is very salty interviews, for that matter. Oh, my God. Very salty. These guys, uh, Victor and what's the other guy's name? Victor and Kevin. Victor and Kevin. That's right. Yeah, Victor and Kevin. These guys, wow. Just every single... Every single answer that came out of these guys was just saltier than the last. It's exactly the reason why I want to read exactly. Man vs. Rock. We're just giving you guys pretty much another disclaimer here. It's like we understand that in indie, one of our points was try not to go with the real saltier type language. But this one, it just really was effective, and it really seemed to make it more fun. So we just ask that you, when you're listening to this interview, keep an open mind and open your heart to at least a little different kind of interpretation about using words right absolutely here. and every single comic has its own kind of tone and, and language for and that language matter. and this one is a very very indie indie comic yes about these two guys who basically just want to you know have their own sense of humor which is great and they're expressing themselves and that's what we want in an, in an independent comic book exactly so, like we said it's a very crude very fun interview and that's the tone of the book as well exactly and that's, that we're going to spotlight later on as well exactly man versus so, rock is one of those kind of books that off the bat i cannot I, I just don't have the words for how epic that i think this story could be it's one of those yeah it's one of those books where you, you go to a, a comic book convention and you just see in the booth and you're just and they just come and these two guys are just those two guys you just they're so warm and they're really nice and they're very very communicative and very talkative and just really cool guys and you know you just you just want to talk to them and you, you know, want to know more and then you read a little bit and then you just buy it and it and when you buy it you're so happy you did it's so funny because it's like they almost kind of remind me of Matt Stone and Trey Parker for some reason and in, 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 they do in, in, they're in very their, very funny they are just hilarious they really are I mean they they parody everything yep. they they parody everything and, and they have another book series coming out yes they do yes they do these and guys you, are up and coming guys yep and you will hear more about that in this in this interview enjoy and we will be right 
back. Yes. All right, guys. This is Jeff with Indie Comics with Jeff, and we're in interviewing Victor and Kevin. Kevin, of course, and also you known guys as have Jared Fogel. <laughs> interesting, interesting way of putting about it. And you guys have written a nice uh, book called Man vs. Rock, which I am just psyched about reading. Now, give us a little, um, give us a little rundown right now of just what this book is about. Give us a little synopsis well, for those that aren't familiar with it for comic, our adoring fans. Movie, it comic, could be. It really, could there's be. no difference anymore. We're so. thinking forward here. We're thinking. We're moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, and we appreciate yeah, we'll give that. Give us a synopsis yeah. of that. Well, Man vs. Right. Rock is this really awesome children's book about a geologist named Buck Stone who thinks that rocks are going to kill us all. And he thinks that he has this conspiracy theory that rocks hate us because from the beginning of time we've used and abused rocks. Like we uh, enslaved them to build the pyramids. This uh, geologist takes it a step further and thinks that we didn't crucify Jesus. We crucified a rock instead. And that, you know, we waterboarded rocks to find Osama bin Laden. All historically accurate, you know, stuff. But um, No doubt. So yeah. he thinks I read it's it on Reddit. <laughs> exactly. So he thinks it's only a matter of time before the rocks strike back and goes on this hilarious destructive crusade to save humanity from the dumbest threat ever. Um, which is? Which is the rocks. The, the rocks. The rocks. The rock. Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne Johnson. Uh, actually, we're in litigation with Dwayne Johnson right now. He sued us because of man versus rock. So, you know. Or did he just give you the people's elbow? Just <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, you weren't smelling what he was cooking? We didn't want to smell what he was cooking, no. But, you know, we're confident that we're going to win it after our other assorted lawsuits that we have. Um, so, yeah, things are looking up for man versus rock. We're, we're confident. And it's funny that you mentioned all this source of reliability because I'm looking at this picture right here of, uh, of, of you know, who and everything saying, hey, Man vs. Rock is a reliable source. Trust me. Absolutely. And it just, you got to love the irony of it right there. And it um, is a reliable source. I mean, B-Will is my man, you know. Oh, yeah. He's, he's everybody's man, isn't he? He's pretty much proven that at this point. Yeah, Absolutely. For the listeners, we're looking at a, at a poster with, with a, a complete, accurate, and, of course, like, there's no way that these are not real quotes from, uh, from real people like Brian Williams. And, exactly. And the T-Way. A T-Rex. A T-Rex. Prove to me he didn't say those things. Yeah, true. Just prove it. I can't do that. Yeah. T-Rex, for those who can't see, says Man vs. Rock owes me child support. And, uh, Another reliable source yeah, right there. Funny story. Uh, we did find a time machine. And uh, let's just say a bottle of Patron and uh, a couple strippers. And it was does T-Rex strippers. Now does, <laughs> now does it flux your capacitor? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mucho Fluxto. <laughs> so how many Let's issues do you guys have out right we now? We have four issues right now out and a trade. We have our fifth issue and sixth issue in production right now, and those should be out by early next year. And then we'll have a new ongoing title coming out next year, too. A new ongoing title. title. How exciting. Oh, my God. Could it get any better, guys? Is, is Could it, it get any better? Is this going to be a very serious, dark drama? It is going to be a very serious, dark drama. It's a, it's a vampire werewolf thing about this this kind of angsty teenage girl named Bella. And uh, she meets this this guy Okay, I'm done, and that's about it. No, we're not uh, really. It's just beautiful. <laughs> I've seen this game before. When did Donald Trump come in? Yeah. Oh, Donald Trump will be in the ongoing, what for about sure. His hair? At least his hair. How about at least his wavy hair going on? Is that at least going to make an yeah, appearance? I mean, his hair, his everything. our next president <laughs> needs to be shown here. We're just doing our part to make America great again. When... Uh, when either Trump or Bobby Jindal gets elected, that's what we're that's what we're going for. Um, but yeah, no, our our, our new uh, the thing that's we're, that's going to be coming out, our new ongoing, is called Unpresidential. And it's Ooh. about you know a mysterious candidate 
dictator who ends up uh, winning the presidency of the United States of America. George Bush? Uh, the actually, <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? The answer to who it is is in the title. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Interesting. He might be from North Korea. <laughs> Let's just say his name might be <laughs> Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Oopa Gangnam Style. <laughs> seriously, all this trivia. Like, seriously, who is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, on a serious note for a moment, going back to Man vs. Rock, what was your inspiration in writing this? I mean, what, what, what sources did you draw from to get such a very outlandish yet wonderful story? What, uh, what, what did you beg, borrow, and steal the from? The Bible. Just the Bible. The Bible. Huh? Uh, but mainly, the, the inspiration for Man vs. Rock is really complicated. Like, you'd be amazed what you can come up with when you're on lots of PCP and bath salts. Is that and right? And that's really how Man vs. Rock came about. For me, it was mostly... Um, came about as inspiration, more fan fiction really, if you will, of Fox's hit new comedy, The Grinder. Oh, the oh. Fox News. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love that comedy show. Oh, it started yeah. out as simple Sean Hannity fan fiction turned into Man vs. Rock. I'll buy that for a dollar. Seen the TV show Full House? Oh, yeah. No. Um, oh, that's awesome. Wait. So, who dis uh, is it? Is it self-distribution or? Yeah. Yeah. We we self uh, self-publish, self-distribute. <laughs> yeah. We we um we consider ourselves to be we consider ourselves to be direct competitors with Marvel and DC. So Absolutely. until we sell enough to put them out of business, we're going to keep going and keep self-publishing it. That is the spirit, gentlemen. That's exactly what I like to hear. Absolutely. Squirrel Girl or Man vs. Rock. I mean, you just got to have to pick Man vs. Rock. Ain't Always. You? I mean, Squirrel, well, I don't know. Does Rock beat Squirrel? Squirrel. It's the age-old question, guys. We know we could just, we could just go this. Yeah, yeah. Just, just do this the Bugsy way. It's in Deuteronomy. Rock season. Squirrel season. Rock season. <laughs> Squirrel season. This comic's just a two-man team here then, right? Uh, well, it's actually, uh, we consider all of America to be our partner in this endeavor. So... We also have an artist, too. Like, we yeah, we, we're going to... Probably mention. So, we have a great artist named Jared Lamp who does the art. We're the writers of this uh, poorly written facade. And, um, and I'm assuming he does the interior as well as, well as the cover the, the artwork. The covers, the interior. And we also have a webcomic, a free webcomic on our website, www.whitehouse.gov backslash man versus rock, or our other website, man versus rock.com. Nice. Where uh, you have a free webcomic. It's drawn by this amazing artist named Jeremy Labib. So we're blessed to have Jeremy Labib and Jared Lamp do our art. And uh, they're cursed to have us write our, the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that is awesome because I'm looking at just what he has right here, and it seems to illustrate what you're trying to convey in your, in your book perfectly, gentlemen. So I think he's a Absolutely. jewel for you guys. The donkey to have. sex comes through on every single page. Oh, does it ever? <laughs> does it ever? Man. Well, gentlemen, do you have anything you really to contribute? Hit home there with me. I mean, really, is there anything else that really needs to be said that has not been said already? I've been excited for this comic book since I, I talked to you guys, or uh, I think I talked to yeah, you, Kevin, at uh, Comic-Con, and I was just like, I really wanted to get it, and like, man, like, I, I, yeah, I'm going to buy the first volume, I know that. I, oh, yeah. I love the fact that you guys have been so far since, I think, Comic-Con as well. I don't remember seeing the trade paper back then, uh -huh. and some, I don't even think I saw the, the colored uh, covers yet, so I was really exciting. That's good for you. Congrats. Well, thank honestly. you. I, we, we really appreciate it. It's like, in all seriousness, we've had a lot of, we met a lot of cool people through this, and 
a lot of really supportive people. So we're very thankful for all the people that have come out, bought our book, supported us, you know, um, gave, us, gave us food to eat and, and a place to stay during those nights. Yeah, <laughs> um, that dumpster got extra cozy. <laughs> do y'all actually have an end in mind yes, for the comic? Yes, we do have an end in mind for the comic. So basically, okay. we're, uh, we've, we're done with half of it. We got, we'll have eight volumes, maybe nine volumes, and it will end. Um, oh, so you're in about the second act right now, basically, is what you're at right we're, now. We're entering into the second act. Very good. Very good. Yeah, so uh, it, will be, it will be fun. Uh, we think it's a good ending, and uh, we think it's an appropriate ending, sort of like, you know... But this has such a potential to be a never-ending story. Yeah. It really Come does, on. you know. It really, really does. will never get old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> I'm already awesome. starting to turn in the protagonist. I'm so sick of fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's All awesome. Right. All right. Well, you guys have heard it. Man versus rock. One more question, sir. Well, what else do you want to ask? I have what does asked- geekdom mean to you guys? Oh, yes. What does uh, geekdom mean to you? Go ahead, Kevin. Geekdom to me means all the amazing movies that I've seen, like Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, Indiana Jones, and The Crystal Skull, and basically the, my favorite band, Creed. Those are my, f- that's what geekdom means to me. Creed is up there with Nickelback, you know? Creed's like, just- no, don't, don't even get started. Creed's so much better than Nickelback. <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> Dropped mic. Yep, to now me, this uh, is where the, the, the mic drops, guys, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no. uh, yeah uh, geekdom to me, it's, what I think of when I think of geekdom is, um, is this blue shed when I was a child. It looked a lot like the Doctor Who shed. Oh. And it was the shed that my uncle would bring oh. me out to and, and would do unspeakable things to me but oh because it was reminding me of doctor who i could travel through space and time <laughs> oh did and it, think it, of dear, other dear. i could travel in my mind to other places and that's what geekdom means to so me you were kind of like a companion i was kind of like the companion yeah and my uncle was doctor who quite literally he is a <laughs> terrible terrible man why do you all like that show wasn't that a basic <laughs> tuesday at your place Oh, what? <laughs> well, you guys heard, well, you guys heard it from here on Indie Comics with Jeff when it comes to that. And that is us we signing laughed, off now. We laughed, we cried, we all kind of ached. And we kind of hurled a little bit, too. <laughs> we severely edited this interview. <laughs> yeah. Jared Fogle had a 20-minute, uh, like, power guitar ballad in the middle of it. Yeah, we had, like, a little, like, a rocky... Uh, interview i'm done I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> and now here pretty much is where the mic drops everybody yeah. this is any comics signing off i'll be in my shed well that people is what they say is that this has been kamikaze expo 2015 and i swear it has just been truly amazing man it has been fantastic and i hope you enjoyed this first episode part one of three of special interviews from indie comics Exactly. This has just been the start, guys. We are going to provide so much for you this upcoming month, guys. In November, you guys are going to get spoiled with everything we got spoiled over these three days in Kamikaze. It has been an emotional roller coaster these three days. We got through it, and we are going to have some wonderful surprises for you. Everything independent comic related, everything creator owned, you're just going to love it. It's everything you want and more. Absolutely. Part one is now closed. And she has left the building, y'all. Now, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings on iTunes and Podbean.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Send any comments, questions, or requests to grandgeekgathering at gmail.com. To stay updated on our network, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch TV, and gamerculture.weebly.com. 
This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Join the gathering. Have a great weekend. GGG!